calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. A trend lightly. I'm Brian Beckner. I'm joined as always by Molly Mackler. Malls, what's up? I'm cracking a claw for this oh, one, baby. Yeah. So jealous. Yeah, I am probably about to be a millionaire from AMC. What what's going on with that? Because it's I don't know. Right. Oh, that's good. Because <laughs> you own it. It's yeah. It, I mean, maybe you should know. Also, what's I mean, the crypto market is cratering also. Right, right. No, so like that's been – so it's so interesting. It all feeds into each other, right? So I don't know. I'm a little – I'm obviously very naive. I worry about it. I worry about the dialogue around it because I fall into traps very easily. People on Reddit – act like we're doing this for some sort of social political reason. Yes. I am kind of here NGL, not afraid to say to get my bag. Right. I like the thrill. I'm here to get my money. I am not here to, um, you know, I I'm, it's not in me to even want, billionaires to be broke do you know who's so unprepared for homelessness elon musk right like i don't feel great about like billionaires losing it all either right but he's he comes from money mall so he can he can go live with his mom may if everything he can live with his mom yeah like he can go back to south africa and live with his mom and he'll be fine right it's the it's the ones that that built it from nothing That aren't like I could, I look, I've had, I've been in precarious housing situations in my life. I could, I could live in a vehicle if I needed to, I would be fine. Sure. I could survive somebody that's I like a small place. Totally. Me too. Yeah. 
It's comforting. It's cozy. Not to be like, oh, like, a, like you know, a, a cute little cottage is the same thing as living in a Toyota. But it, I, like when it comes down to it, I feel like, oh, no, I don't want to glamorize it, but I do feel like I can make it work. Totally. I, I mean, I'm kind of feel like I'm opening myself up a little bit too much here, exposing some of my vulnerability, but I'll do that for the audience because I love the people that listen to the show. I get a little scared to be alone in a big house because it's like, and especially like right. you're never going to catch me in a fucking house with a basement because that's where the murderers are. Oh, that's, a cellar? You don't yeah, have, a cell- oh, yeah. I love cellar culture, dude. You don't, that's something I miss from my childhood. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of sweet when the dad sets it up as a bitch and game room with like a blackjack table and a big screen and a bar and shit. Yeah. If like, you're rich. Yeah. If you're yeah. rich. That's cool. But like if I'm alone in a house and I'm on the second floor, whatever's happening in that basement is like that scene from Zodiac with Charles Fleischer. It's just too fucking scary. I I would have to have like the door like barred the door from the basement to the house. So I live, you know, I live modestly because I was recently robbed of all my possessions. Right. So I have like a little tiny place. And even then. When I'm home alone, which is half the time, I lock the bedroom when I go to sleep. You do? Yeah. I lock the fucking bed. I close the door and I lock the bedroom because I don't, it's not that I think I'm going to get murdered. It's that I don't know what's happening in the living room when I'm in the bedroom. I don't know what's going on in there. Right. No, I I definitely agree that like when I'm not in a room, It's a whole different story. You have the benefit of the cats, though, because the cats, they have that sense where they can sense shit that's happening. They let you know right away. I told you, I think that they like feel that I have like a disease or something. And like there's a spot under my armpit that kind of hurts a little bit. Oh, no. And the other morning I wasn't waking up. Yeah. And blue came. And, s- and stood, no, he no. stood on the part that's sore and he leaned in. Really? What? And he- I was like, he knows yeah. that there's some bad juju there. I probably have to do some lymphatic drainage. Yeah, there's some, those, there's, there's nodes there. You definitely well, yeah, have lymph nodes Yeah, that's what I know. There. I 100% yeah. and that's also the big BC. Yeah, I know that's, I know that freaks me out, Moss. Go get that checked tomorrow. No, I know, but don't worry. It's not on my titty or anything. Still, it's near it. It could be in the nodes. (laughs) It's not on my titty or anything. Hey, I just went right past it. I wasn't engaging on that level with you. I gotta go. I gotta go. Well, I mean, listen, I gotta go to the doctor for a lot of things. (laughs) No, I don't wanna, I don't wanna be crazy right now, Bri. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to disclose too much. Not only did I just say that I have a a sore on my armpit that my cat knows how to activate because uh, he can smell the cancer in it, but yes. I'm rocking cold sores right now. Jesus, you got the you got the herp dog, the H dog. I get cold sores like once every ten years. And then, oh. like, randomly, to just nature, I think probably because yeah. I've been out and about, you know, for the first time in a minute. Yep. 
I've been cruising the world, yeah. Mother Nature. So I do have some so like some stuff coming tomorrow that I ordered. That was like, like topical, top rated like Amazon an ointment. It's a yeah, it's a it's um it promised miracles. Uh, so I'll let you guys know if this cures my cold sore, but I don't go, like it. No, I mean this yeah. is not hot girl summer. Go um go get your blood work just so we know, and maybe we can do it as a bit here if we have to go through your um, list of sexual partners and call them and notify them. We Stop. Can, we no. Can d- we can do. I we'll don't d- have fucking. D- dude, I don't have genital herpes. We'll I have do, cold sores. We'll do the. You we'll, definitely yeah. get cold sores. I, I don't. I, there's I've never not, had one. There's, you've never had one in your life? No. Outside of the mouth or inside? Oh, out. It's like on the corner of my lip. Never it's on the that. corner. The corner of my lip. I think I I got one. I started getting them as a child, like in the very mm. cold winter. Yeah. I mean, I know nothing about, I'm just teasing you. I know nothing about this. I just want to be able to do a podcast bit where we call that one genius bar guy and let him know that he Stop. might Stop. No, leave work. him alone. Stop. This is like not for the, no, listen also, which is crazy because I'm, 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 fucking with you. I'm, I'm petitioning to be your conservator. So yes. it's weird that you want to do this <laughs> over me. I am going to petition to become yeah. your conservator. It's it's hard to get out of that, but I mean, you probably could make a solid case. I'm barely able to function at normal life, so no, I, you're yes. you're doing great. You're sure. doing great. It's just it would yeah. be like for my, I'd be like, hey, judge, like as a bit, can I be Brian? Can I put Brian in a lifelong, super legally binding conservatorship? I mean, there's a script there. Just saying. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, for sure. It's like, mm-hmm. that's definitely our buddy comedy. But listen, totally. so we haven't even talked about, like, if there's an order we want to do these stories in other than, like, what we have them thrown together as. But I feel like we should just start with this treat. I was oh, unable yeah. to find this clip Do you at think any it's point. because it's, this took place in St. Louis and they don't post their local news? Like, like the internet hasn't reached them. Like, they don't know how to compress video near the arch and they don't know how to put their bits, their, uh, their segments on the air. I, so I don't know. I checked it out. I mean, it seems like this is a pretty banging local news station. I yes. mean, it seems like I, I checked out its actual like physical website as well as like its YouTube offerings. Um, it's YouTube stuff is pretty straightforward. I right. mean, they're really, they don't offer segments of stuff that's going on in the studio, which is crazy. Cause like later on the reporter, you know, Page. She she quote tweets someone else, I think, tweeting about it. And um it's just a, a photo of the TV. So I don't even yeah. think Miss yes. Page has access to her own video. I know. What the hell? Right? What? So <laughs> yes. Paige Hus- Halsey, she she woke up and she was doing her regular news day. And I yep. know she was quite, she was like definitely feeling this right this this kind of rocked her world so she tweets looks like a normal teen's bedroom right 
think again. Coming up on KMOV, we'll show you what parents should be looking for so they can identify signs of drug use. I was shocked at what I found in this room. Hashtag STL, hashtag NFTM. Not, not fucking tonight, mom. What does NFTM mean? Fuck, I don't, let's not Google it. Let's not Google it because I want to take guesses. Oh, N4, no, it's N4TM. You don't have your readers on. No, I do have them on. Oh, news, (laughs) right. That's even worse. News. I do have my readers on. Hashtag news for the minute. News for the morning. Okay. I like that better. I don't know. I I don't don't fucking know. No fucking clue. N4TM. Here's the thing about hashtags. They're supposed to be understandable. Right. Right. You're supposed to be able to look at it and know what it means. Like the first one, hashtag STL. Well, that's the abbreviation for St. Louis. Everybody knows that. Right. I don't don't know this N4TM. Should I click it? Click it. Well, I did click it. And and? it does seem... I mean, it does seem like people who use this have a commonality. Yeah. What that is, I don't know. Um, it's something. It's something with this news. It's this local to this news station, right? Yeah. I mean, four is the channel, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. News for Team Missouri, Missouri. Oh yeah. Possibly, unlikely. Yeah. I mean, listen. Who knows? They're like, they're running a mysterious operation over there. Like, you can tell that she was not expecting this. This seems honestly like, um, like if people tried to take a look at the financials of Triller when they're like, oh no, you're not actually like supposed to like follow up on this i'm just doing my bullshit job at this money laundering scheme we're like oh today we're hypothetically doing a story about this like they're just faking the news you know yes but she create okay so they decided to do this segment this is she said you know she wasn't trying to hide that this took place in the in the newsroom this is obviously a room they made up yes they made up this teen's bedroom when you look at this room, Bri, I yeah. mean, you have teens. Yes. You, you've been a teen. Uh, yes. When you look at this room, do you want to describe it and maybe describe w- what you think the angle of the story is going to be based off of what you're seeing? Well, first, a uh, first problem I have with this is it's a full size, AKA a double bed, which right. I did not sleep on one of those until I was probably in my twenties. Yeah. What are you like a rich? Yeah. You're like whose, whose childhood bedroom is a big enough to bougie enough to have a right. full size fucking bed. You sleep on a twin like I did. Yeah. It's not a movie. No, it's sleep insane. On a twin bed. No, this like the money though. Like I have realized through TikTok, just like the economic yes. Yes. differences that exist in our country. And it's so, I mean, yes. there seems like there's a lot of wealthy people. Yes. People <laughs> I don't are, know. <laughs> well, you know, the cost of living and so you're from Boston and you live in right. LA. Yeah. Like those are two outlier communities in terms of the cost of living. We live in the most expensive place you can live. 
There's no yeah, more, one of them maybe, for sure. maybe Tokyo is more expensive. You know, like it's ridiculous where we live. If you just move towards the middle a little bit, your dollar goes a lot further. These, these kids, they live in big houses with no fence. Their yard is so big that they don't even need to worry about putting a fence up because your neighbors are so far away. They right. got full size beds. They got tie dye sheets. I like how that they've, they've taped it to the wall with gaffers tape. Cause they're like, Hey, or, or that like painters tape. Cause they're like, yeah. Hey, we're, we're making up a bedroom in somebody's office. They don't want us nailing. It. You know that this is someone who like got downsized like during the pandemic. Yes. Like this is their old office. That's old why they had this availability. Office. Yes. And it's got there's the, it's, no way that they would have like an empty room at a news station no, like this. This is no. absolutely someone who got fired during the pandemic. Because totally. also what is this weird piece? Can we talk yes. about this weird piece that I think actually might be a built-in because they're going to do some reveals like with that vent there? Yeah. Is that is this weird thing that's on the left side of the room yes. that's like a floating piece with a vent on it yes. and then a light switch? Is that is that built-in or is that I think it is. I think it is. It like comes out of the wall. It must have something to do with their ventilation there it's got a light switch on it it's linked in our it's like the first link in our uh if you go into our description it's, yeah no yeah. this is um like one of those contractual like uh contractor nightmare yes. things like there there will be a tumbler dedicated to just like oddities like this like why would you ever yeah. some kind of weird reg regulation where they had to retrofit for some reason you see a lot of that uh here locally with for earthquake bullshit yeah you yeah. know, it's whatever it is. It's weird. Um, I feel like they could have set the tone here without the bright electric blue C cup bra on the floor. Right. Like, so I don't like, need this that. This is very racy for the morning. News, yes. Yes. Right. I mean, you could have set the tone. Like there's pink flip flops there. I'll do the math. This is a girl's room. It's also, they've also strewn about a lot of Red Bull cans, a lot of Dasani, Aquaphor. Well, is no, it a girl's Aquafina? room? Because I was thinking maybe, maybe this is like to let parents know like, hey, your teenage boy might be getting it in. Right. If, because we don't really know what they're warning parents about yet. Yeah, not yet. So it's like, maybe they're like, hey, your son is having sex. Like there's a bra yes. on the floor. Well, no, there's, it does say, the tweet does say, looks like a normal t teen's bedroom, right? Think again. Coming up on at KMOV, we'll show you what parents should be looking for so they can identify signs of drug use. I was shocked at what I found in this room. Sex, sex and, and drug use. But by the way, um, yeah. one of our eagle-eyed listeners. Yes. Pointed out that one the book on the floor is a Lauren Conrad book. Oh my and god! I'm thinking they took any book that they had around the office yeah. or in anyone's car, and this like the books that they that they were sent by publicists before yep. like a morning interview because you on. know yes yeah she that's what I was gonna say she came through on a press tour at some point one hundred percent. Yeah, and that's that's where that book came from. News. Yeah, and they've and had that for 20 years. Totally. Like Lauren Conrad, God bless her, she's very successful. But she's of your generation, Malls. Like these Zoomers are not 
interested in Lauren Conrad. They're not following. Uh, they're not reading the books of Lauren that, Conrad. That the Hills is is evergreen. Is it like the, it the young is? Kids? It's because yeah. it, well, because like now they're doing the Hills, right? Like resurrection or whatever. I don't know what they're the calling. Hills. My friend, my friend is on <laughs> it. The uh, hill. really yes, the Hills, the new Hills or something. The yeah. um the. Well, I will just say this. I live in Laguna Beach and my kids have never heard. They know Laguna Beach exists. But remember, I asked when we were, when we were reviewing Laguna Beach for your Patreon, right. I asked my daughter and she thought it was a show about old people who drink wine. That was her. I that understand. Was, I understand yes. why she would think that. Yes. That makes sense. That it's makes kind of sense. better. But yeah, uh, so yeah. the room is basically like, it looks like a stoner trap, right? Like we've got yeah. a mile 420 sign yes. that was like trending like crazy. Well, yeah, because um, well, it's very on the nose. Like, it's like, is your kid doing drugs? There's a fucking 420 sign in their room. Right. Well, it turns out that this whole thing is actually just a, uh, it's a, it's a, a thing about fentanyl. Uh, and she Confusing. brought in a DEA. Yeah. I know, because the Mayo 420 and also, right. you know. The hippie I shit. Mean, are you having sex on fentanyl? But I like the way that it I was like, so. it was thrown there. Like, you could just tell that, like, she's had a bad day, dude. Like, yes. the bra, the soda, yes. all totally. of it. But the little, the yeah, little chair, the little round in, Acapulco chair. They yeah. brought in like a DEA agent Disgusting. Uh, and Narc. went through. And I mean, like, I loved it. The lint roller. Like, I know, you know, I mean, anyone who's ever been sneaky in their life knows exactly where everything in this room, where they were hiding it. And I'm sure because it's fentanyl. So, I mean, fentanyl oh, yeah. is, you need a very tiny amount from my understanding. Isn't it like a tiny amount can kill you? So like, Yes, but they also, I just read this week that, you know how they're like, Cops, if a cop accidentally touches fentanyl while searching a subject, he, a suspect, he could die because just like yeah. touching it to your skin can kill you. That's not even true. That's just like a made up thing. That's not like I would not suggest that anybody snort or otherwise ingest, ingest fentanyl. But if you accidentally touch some, you will not die. That's that's a that's a myth, a perpetuated myth. I my question, you seem to know something about the lint roller. I don't like. I don't know about the lint roller. I know that's what you use to get your girlfriend's cat hair off your clothes. Right. Well, I mean, you can obviously use a lint roller to pick up like a fine substance. But oh. um, I think that also like the center of the lint roller is like a if good look, place. If you're to looking for your rocks. If you want to hide. Use, a, like, use that lint roller to pick up any loose. Right. You can, I mean, you can use a, be chilling, if, right? when it was a weed room, I thought for sure that was to pick up some shake. So the lint roller is kind of a sneaky sneak in there. The, the DEA must've told him about that. I mean, this is really like a cop specific room. Like this is a cop designed this room. And I, I don't think I'm cool with that. No, I don't. I am not cool with that either. I mean, I would feel if that was my tapestry, if I was an artist who yes. made that tapestry and I saw that that's how they were using it, I would yeah. feel very hurt. Totally. But you know, that's, they got that on Amazon, right? Like that's a, that's a full yeah. on Amazon. That's not, that's right. not from your, your folk art Saturday market down at the, at the parking lot of the movie theater. 
Like this is this is some Amazon well, shit. Well, the child laborer may not fuck with the police either, you know. That's a good point. That's actually yeah, that's true. That's I mean, it's the whole thing <laughs> reeks of stolen valor, and it does remind me of a stolen time, valor. It does remind me of a time where so this might come as a surprise to you, but when I was in tenth grade, I was I was asked to leave regular high school, and I was sent to continuation school, which is like where they just like let you smoke cigarettes and stuff. And like the class, like going to class is like sort of a suggestion. Right. And I remember- They admit, they're like, okay. They're like, we get it. We're going to warehouse you until you've just stopped showing up. And I remember one day, and there there was always new, because everyone's always getting kicked out of their local high school. And then it's like this, this one school catches them all. So there was always new kids coming. And then I remember one day- there was a new kid and it was a very much a how do you do fellow teens moment because he was looking way too old to be in high school. Uh-huh. And immediately, and you know, I had long hair. I probably had like a Grateful Dead shirt on. I think I did have like some kind of band shirt on because he came up and struck up a conversation with me about my shirt. I think it might have been okay. a Jimi Hendrix. He's like, oh, Jimmy, all right. You're into Jimmy. I like Jimmy, you know, and this is like cop 101. This is what they teach them, right? Find a common ground. But then immediately he said this to me, Malls. Yeah. Hey, hey man. Do you know where to get any ganj? <laughs> and I'm, I looked at him and I'm like. You've got to hey, be kidding me. I'm telling you, this is a true story. I what year is this? That's in the early nineties. I looked at him and I'm like, I didn't say this because I knew I was, I immediately knew I was talking to a cop. I'm like, Hey, jump street. Who only a fucking cop calls it ganj. Have you ever heard an actual human being say, Hey, where can I get some ganj? Right. You're like a 32 year old man. Yes. At this high school. I mean, yes. you know, it's like the guy. That's like the youngest. He's probably been annoying in the office and they're like, totally. oh, we found a use for him. Fresh out of the academy. Let's go hassle some local teens from broken homes and see if, <laughs> right. and see if we can bust them for ganj. Get them in the system. Get them yep. on probation. Dude, that could have been you. I could have been the guy. And you know what? I don't remember saying, well, I mean, I didn't hang out too much longer, let's be honest, but I don't remember seeing him ever again after that day. Right. Like he what shot were a you shot. Selling? N- not to him. Right. The- well, I don't know what the long play would have been if like you would have right. just been the loser that like if he wanted if he was banking on you being like the loser that introduced him to the drug dealers that right. got him his big find, or if he thought that maybe you were. It's, you know, when you're, if he profiled you when you're a Jimi Hendrix shirt. You will definitely, but it's like the wire. What you, you bust the kid on the street by, and then you go up the chain. Where do you get it from? And you sure, bust sure, the next sure. guy. The next guy. And this is, this, this is, this is, this room was that guy from Back Bay High School in Newport Beach, California. Early nineties. This, this room is that guy personified. This room is. Hey, where can I get some ganj if it were exactly. a room? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, for sure. But like also thrown together yes. on, on, on the budget totally. of like, you know, 
what PA has what in their car. <laughs> yes, haphazardly. And also, I'm noticing the full-size bed is actually one of those, like, camping blow-up mattresses, but it's, like, the double high one. Yes. It's no, yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Yes. Well, like, that's – and that, by the way, is absolutely getting returned. Oh, totally. That's the other thing that, like, I didn't realize about production, like, yes. in L.A., which is why it's, like – buying open items is so dodgy in LA. It's either like, depends on how you feel, either go for it or don't. But like people just buy shit all the time and then return it. They just pack it up and return it. And that's how you make your production oh, yeah. budget. What, you, you think that they're, that they're not returning all that white furniture from every porno set? Like those, those white leather barrel chairs. Do you think, you think they're not holding on to the receipt so they can take those right back the next day after they get get their footage? Of course. I think actually, unfortunately, that's probably some like orthodontist daughters, daughters like bedroom furniture that like rented out the uh, building to them. It. That could you be know? I, I, That's the, the craziest yes. thing with renting out your house for porn is like, oh, yeah. I wonder how strictly you can put like limitations on where they can do it. Like, please don't yes. fuck yes. in this oh, room where, the, where this oil painting is that everyone will know my mom. Well, I, ima uh, I imagine me. I imagine you go through a, an agency and there's a site rep there because I didn't I remember doing like sh photo shoots when I worked in advertising. You would you'd book a site and then you'd get there and there'd be some dude there and it's somebody's house in Malibu. And they're not home. And there's some guy and he's like, this is the house. You can go through that door and use that one restroom. Don't go anywhere deeper in the house. Does your car leak oil? Don't don't park on the drive. Like that kind of shit. So there's somebody right. there and there's somebody there even for porno. I remember I read the book, The Dirt, the Motley Crue biography by Neil Strauss. And Vince Neal would like his neighbors, his neighbor would like rent out his house to shoot porno. And Vince Neal would go over there with John Lovitz and just like hang out. And Interesting. Get, get numbers. I'm pretty sure that was in the dirt. Let me know if I'm making that up. I don't think so. Um, before we move off this though, it reminded me of one thing. There used to be a local, uh, a local news reporter here in LA who was known. He was notorious for doing he was like the tech guy on the on the local abc station and he would mm -hmm. come on and he would do tech but it was like tech for like 80 year olds because he was always so far behind the times that it was like it was always like hey have you guys heard of smartphones and everybody's like on the iphone 4 already it was like it was like that kind of thing so i googled yeah, this is he like thinks it's irresponsible probably to talk about crypto yes oh totally he so i googled his name Rick R.I.C. Romero, and he's got an Urban Dictionary entry. No way. Yes, consumer reporter for KABC and LA station became a FARC cliche. I don't know what that is. After writing a report on the new phenomenon of blogging in in October of 2005, his name has become synonymous with Captain Obvious and Farkers. Quick 
frequently post his picture along with an obvious message and the phrase tune in at 11 on various threads. Incredible new breakthrough called sliced bread being found throughout American grocery stores. Tune in at 11. Rick Romero. I'm glad I'm not the only one that remembers Rick Romero. Oh, no. No, I mean, yes. yeah, I feel like anyone like that, like that's like the kind type of fame that's perfect. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Because it's you can laugh at yourself. You're like, look, I was trying to get a paycheck. Like they put me I wanted to be the weatherman, but they only hire hot chicks to do weather now. So I had to get in where I could fit in at the station. They said, you're doing consumer news. I'll do it. Whatever. And that's I feel like Paige Halsey could be the next Rick Romero. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful for her. Yeah, you're like a baller in your state, but you can go on a cruise and no one's going to yes. bother you. No one's going to bother you in Europe. Absolutely. Totally. Uh, Malls, what's going on? With, what's going on on TikTok? I, I look to you for all my TikTok information. Of course, I follow the very important Instagram page, Horny for Bitcoin, which is many, many fascinating TikToks. It's a whole world I don't understand. It's I know that one of my children has 16,000 plus followers on it. I'm not sure how. I should probably look into that. I should probably be following her or them yes. and keep an eye on it. Yeah. So basically, um, this story has been picking up some steam. And then yesterday, I think it like finally actually became a thing. But Megan Thee Stallion released her new song, Thought Shit, um, very recently. It's, it's a banger. Um, and... The move was to not create a dance for it because we've seen this, you know, as long as TikTok has been around is like all of the big girls who have blown up, they've blown up doing dances that were done by black creators who later, you know, maybe get a secondary credit for it. That also happened recently when Addison Rae went on Jimmy Fallon. Um, They wound up doing like another episode where they brought back all of the creators who came up with the original choreography and had them come on. But like, that's the, that's the bummer thing, right? It's that it's, they keep having to learn this lesson of like, Oh, you made Charlie D'Amelio famous, but okay, we'll invite the choreographer who invented the renegade to the NBA game as well to acknowledge her now. Yeah, now that everyone's not paying as close attention. Wasn't there wasn't there an attempt a while back to try to uh copyright different dances? I, I believe Yeah, and I I'm yeah, yeah, actually I think I have heard of that. I think um Car- and I think it came from TikTok because somebody originates these things and then everybody makes all these videos and they monetize them and the and the person that came up with it doesn't get any credit. I believe Alfonso Ribeiro Ribeiro tried to Alfonso Ribeiro. Yeah, tried to copyright the Carlton dance from the hey, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, I mean, God, can you imagine if you got to copyright the Moonwalk or something? Yes, like, I mean, no, I know everybody had to pay you. Would be crazy. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I mean, um, so this first uh, TikTok I lined up for you here sort of explaining the situation is um, Cap Ken Knuckles. Uh, this is like a the first TikTok that's referenced in the Guardian piece that came out. Yeah. But then I also, which like, I, I'm not going to read the Guardian piece. You guys go to go to the uh, description and, and click that link if you want to read it, mostly because it's just sort of like cobbled together 
sentences from these different TikToks. But essentially, black creators on TikTok said, we're not going to come up with the dance for this because we don't want to have this happen again. And this is it. Like, this is a perfect song to have this happen with. You know, like WAP was huge. Yes. Uh, And that that dance was even done on Keeping Up With The Kardashians, you know, which is like the peak of of just culture vulture behavior. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You want me to play it? Sure. Let's play it. Let's let's get it explained to us because I'm fascinated. Here we Uh go. Yeah, Junith already going off with a bang right now. <laughs> this is what y'all, some of y'all get for that Black Barbie business. This is exactly what y'all get. And you know what, Black folks say, you know what? You want to take our shit? We're not going to give you a dance. <laughs> oh, shit. Looking at the trend of this sound, it's just like, damn, Black people said enough. <laughs> Yikes. I never thought I'd live to see the day that we actually go through with it and... See just how much some of y'all need us, especially with making dances that y'all can rip off and say that y'all created it. Yeah. For my melanated brothers and sisters of all of the African diaspora, um, we are on strike. Yeah, we're on strike. We're not making a dance for that shit. Sorry, we're not making a dance for it. We just gonna let them keep flailing. And it just shows how much y'all need us to steal a dance and to say that it's a new big thing. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I like that. It's. I mean, it's brilliant. Yeah. Because it, it's brilliant because like it's the only it's the only way as it, it it's the only way to solve the issue. Right. Sure. Because they have done um, days on TikTok where it's supposed to be a blackout where like only Jewish creators uh, should really be creating that day and everyone should be supporting them and following them and like, or, you know, uh, we're doing, you know, a blackout for, uh, you know, black lives matter. Like, sure. we're, you know, we're only following black creators, especially ones that are talking about this. Right. Um, so they've done that in the past and it's, it's not been to a lot of success because like you, it, that's a difficult pitch, right? Um, right, because somebody, somebody's going to see a void there and go, well, fuck it. I don't care. I'm going to make up a dance and maybe people right. will be doing – and maybe I'll get some cachet out of it. But it's it seems like if people know there's a boycott and then somebody does come out with a dance, it seems like people wouldn't pick up the dance because they wouldn't want to be seen as crossing the boycott imaginary yeah. picket line. Yeah. So, I mean, there definitely are black creators who are choreographing dances for this, but they're not using it under the main sound. So, right. like, that's one thing I've I've heard from black creators on TikToks. I put together a little, like, uh, bouquet for us. Okay, let's play it. If it people were Take in charge of choreographing the cha-cha two slide. Two hops this time. Right foot, two stumps. Left foot, two stumps. Hands on your knees. Hands on your knees. Get fucking with it. So the joke is that he can't really dance. He's, yeah, he's bad so at like, making up dances. The white creators that have submitted dances yes. so far yes. are very bad. Uh, yes. And this is further illustrated in the next uh, TikTok. This is a white girl who is commenting on the dances that other white creators have made up uh 
and uh, the the it's being duetted by a black woman. Oh, uh, interesting. So for people to understand the sound, I don't ever want. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Ever want to hear another fucking white woman ever say that TikTok dances and TikTok trends aren't entirely stolen from black women because yeah. a black woman has yet to give a dance to this song. Not one. And hear me out. Megan says, hands on my knees. Can be clear. Shaking ass <laughs> so, so. on my thought shit. Basic. And the white women said, the instructions are right there. Megan the Stallion tells you how to do the dance in her, in her song, and our white creators are have a hard time following the instructions which is hilarious no and i mean listen it's it's bleak like i <laughs> am a rhythmless Same. white woman like i really am like i shouldn't even be allowed like i always say like once i'm in the mood to start dancing once i say let's go dancing let's do karaoke like yeah. i was i needed to be home an hour ago so that's yeah. like I'm I'm rhythmless. I the white people dancing thing has really been getting like a roasting anyway lately on TikTok. And I'm just yes. so keenly aware that if music ever comes on in public, I should not move my body. I will I will dance at your wedding, but only <laughs> but specifically to make a fool of myself. Like I'll do push-ups on the dance floor, I'll do that. I'll do the guy shoveling, you know, the guy shoveling right. where you're like, yeah. Or the, um, or the guy pulling the rope. Hey, I'm pulling the rope. You do like funny fat guy dancing. Yes, that's true. Yeah, well, I that's mean true. like, I mean like in it's you, you can be skinny and that would be funny, but like yes, in a movie, yes. no, like if you saying. wrote that in a script for Chris Farley, that would be the audience would yes. uh, piss themselves. If you're picturing my shirt, billowing open like coming untucked while i'm doing the dance you're pretty much on it you've pretty much nailed my ability to dance do you do the worm no of course not no worm no 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 worm no moonwalk no actual dance moves just the the ones that make me look stupid i will say i liked the uh i liked the push-ups yeah, I do that. Because it's a um it's like an extraordinary show of effort. It is. But just <laughs> at the exact wrong time. Like yeah. it's perfect. Um okay, so just uh I I like this last one. This is by a, a creator I like Pablo if you don't mind playing this one. The very last one or the third one? The third one. Gotcha. Hi, my name is Pablo, and let's talk about this TikTok dance strike. If you didn't know, a bunch of black creators are protesting making dances to Megan Thee Stallion's thought shit, mainly because we recognize that white creators just take it, water it down, and then never give credit for where it actually came from. But I want y'all to know the funniest thing about this whole trend is that there have been mad dances created by black people. Y'all just don't know where to find them because they're not making it under the thought shit sound. They're making it under their own sounds. And while I will not be pointing any of you in the direction of where those sounds are at, because I believe in gatekeeping this shit, I will say this literally points out how racist y'all are on this app and how much y'all don't support black creators on this app. My For You page has been riddled with thought shit dances by black creators. 
The truth is, not a lot of non-Black people follow Black creators. And to see y'all struggling truly brings me joy. Start genuinely supporting Black creators, or you're just going to be walking around with your hands up in the air for the rest of life. There you go. I'm with it. So this is kind of like a fuck Jerry situation. Or, I guess. Or I mean, the fat Jewish. It's, yeah, it's, a, well, no, it's a little deeper than that. Okay, yes, in the artistic sense of, yeah. like, a, a a dancing is as legitimate of a career as anything else, and that uh, you deserve to not have your work stolen, for sure, for sure. But, yeah. I mean, I think, honestly, this is really comes down to TikTok is a place where uh, a lot of people like to go on there and shake their asses and um, for like content creators who yep. this is a spicy dance for them. They're going to yep. make a crazy payday for people who just want to like, you know, have some fun with their girlfriends, like whatever. Yes. It's just there's not a lot of thought put into who it came from. Right. And yeah. I think that that's there there are certain things, right? Like where you think back, you're like the electric slide. Like who was the first person who did the electric slide? Like no well, one, yes, you know, but someone did that. And like, are they living well for it? Because it's something that we, you know, and more than that, I think also, also it's just, uh, yeah. But the, I but mean, the electric slide is a song. Racism. Right. So it's like, there's a, the, did the dance come with the song or they just, Oh yeah, no. So that's a bad example because they yeah. are a they're a package or, deal. Or the Macarena, same idea, right? Like it's there's a the song and the dance right. came together. Okay, okay. What um, about yeah, yeah? Remember that mannequin challenge? Oh yeah, the where you're like not supposed to move. I think I was involved in a couple of those. Right. Yes. So that's like a I good feel one. like the mannequin challenge is like, okay, that's not what the song was intended for, but that's what it's associated with now. And um I think that like that is once it becomes a shorthand, once it becomes like right. a piece of, you know, everyone knows what you're doing when you say that, that's a, a thing. Right. So you should Because a lot just, of these like, songs there's yeah. so much value. Oh, totally. For, I mean, if anything, the only person this could potentially be hurting besides like all of us because we can't see these fucking awesome dances um, is maybe is maybe Megan because it is oh, totally. so profitable to have a single go crazy on TikTok. Like when there are so many artists who have had their whole career like made yes. or remade, yes. you know? Yeah, that's no, it's. it's highly shareable she she wants there to be a dance to this song because people right. are not sharing the song if there's no dance but in a lot of ways this is an even more interesting conversation because they you know this is such a great song that yeah. this could have a dance that is like the next wop or the next you know uh renegade or whatever you know what totally. i mean it could yeah. it could have that level of a dance um and I think that's like, you know, they wouldn't have done this with some shitty song that no one would care. I agree. Anyway, you yeah, know? Totally. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to get into the Britney Spears. Yes. Of it all. This poor woman. I know. Um, I will say really quickly that I produce a podcast, uh, not just because I produce it. I'm saying this because it's like this is what I was waiting for when all of this happened was for Troy's take. If you guys want to get really deep into the Britney of it all, I love Britney. I'm 100% so down to even get in more on stereo and all that stuff. But if you want a a long form podcast that's going to touch on the conservatorship testimony, you should listen to Dunzo, uh, hosted by Troy McKeady, D-U-N-Z-O. I linked it in the description, but also it's just a great pop culture deep dive podcast. We're going to, we're going to graze on this I think largely, you know, this is right for the show because Free Britney was an internet movement. Yeah. Just Chris Crocker has been vindicated many times over. I know. And he asked that people stop tagging him in things where they say, like, Chris Crocker, like, you were right this whole time. Because it's he says that for him, it's re-traumatizing. Especially yeah. when people are coming back to him and saying, you were right. Like he, he's like, I, I knew like, I was I know, right. Bitch. Yeah. I had like crazy PTSD. I mean, when you think about it, Chris Crocker really was thrust from like being like, I don't know, an emo pop kid in his bedroom crying about protecting Britney Spears to then, you know, he's this larger than life meme. Everyone all over the world is making fun of him, but he's also scoring like random you know, uh, gigs, going to parties. He winds yeah. up falling into a life of like sex work and, oh, geez. uh, yeah, I believe he had like some, you know, weight struggles. Like, I mean, Chris Crocker yeah. had a lot going on, Awful. you know? So this is, yeah. and, and all of it, it changed the course of his life, this whole thing. So yes, he was totally right, but we shouldn't bug him with it. Yeah. So um, I don't, I have questions about this and I don't know if anybody can really answer them. We all know Whit, or Whitney, Brittany testified in her own conservatorship hearing. And I believe the way it works is when you're under conservatorship, which means that someone else is control in complete control of your entire life. Everything. You've been deemed like legally like, uh, a child for all uh, intents and purposes. And it's and this usually happens to very old people that are like giving away all their money to their to their nurse or to their to Nigerian prince scams and they and it's like the kids go to court and go, "Hey, you got to let me be in charge of dad or you know, he's not going to have enough money to pay the right to, it's to like pay things the facility. are getting out of control. Yeah. Like we have to step in and do the right thing. I, the yes. ideal situation for conservatorship, because I yes. thought about it. I'm like, in which case would this be like completely ideal? Yeah. You find out 
you get diagnosed with Alzheimer's or yes. dementia. Yes. You pick the child or loved one that you know will outlive you. Yes. And is the most honest, decent person you know. Yes. And you say, hey, when things start to get hairy for me, <laughs> yes. you're going to step in and take care of this stuff, right? That's yes. the That's like the ideal way to do it. Most people, they are, it's like, some sort of intervention type yes. thing, but never like because you're partying and yes. uh, acting erratic in front of paparazzi and possibly potentially using drugs. And it, like, yes. you know, can I just say one thing? Please. That like I think gets lost in this a lot. Oh, I would like Is that, that Britney Spears never fucking got arrested. Like, no. she never committed a crime. Like, this whole thing came down to she was in a situation where she was potentially never going to see her kids, like, have custody of her kids again. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And her family stepped in and said, hey, this is probably about as bottom of the barrel as you're going to get right now. I feel like if we put this thing in place... Uh, with the promise that you'll get to see your kids again, we'll get to do what we've always secretly wanted to do, which yes. is just use you. Now we can yeah. do it. Now we don't have to do it so privately, you know? And, and that's the thing about these conservatorships. There's a high bar to meet. And I'll be honest, I didn't follow it closely when it happened. It, there's a high bar to meet. And once they start, they never fucking end. When you're right. under conservatorship, you're never, ever again not under conservatorship. And I know this th these things come up. The, the, the reason that she was testifying is that they come, it does come up for review, you know, where they maybe change the terms or like every few years they, they go back and they talk about it a little bit, but they don't, they never lift it. And so I need to know. Like, is there any chance? Can this judge say, actually, this conservatorship is over? She seems fine to me. Like, let so, her have her fucking life back. Based I don't know. off of what happened the other day, that is because I think a lot of people are like, so is her conservatorship going to end? That wasn't what she was there for the other day. Uh, unfortunately, Brittany, you know, most conservatorships also are not this lucrative. I should say. Yes, like it, that's it true. Helps that that Brittany is someone who wants to keep going to court to fight for herself. So she pays her court appointed lawyer who is fighting a lawyer that she is also paying for. Yeah. Yes. And she's paying the everybody judge that is getting paid for this as well. Yes. Right. And so this whole thing to me is like it's it's so fucking insidious. It's so bad on paper. I really do think that like this will be a thing where the people will fucking riot. Uh, totally. But she was not aware that she could even petition to end her conservatorship. Yeah, the lawyer, the lawyer that's supposed to be representing her, that she Samuel Ingham, yeah, yes, that is she has paid three million dollars over the course of this conservatorship. Did not advise her of the fact she's, that she could petition to get out of it. She's paid him like six point five. Whoa, it's even actually. more. That's more. You yeah, read a different and, headline than me. And so, like, it's it's uh, all of these people have made a lot of m money off of, of course. this. Of course, he's not going to tell her. Of course, like you know, she says that she's starting to make some headway from this. The thing is, is that for so many years, this whole thing has been cast aside. 
And people have been told, you know, oh, you're exaggerating. We don't know what's going on in there. Who knows? Listen, and by the way, who Bernie is going to have to get evaluated. She wants to get out of her conservatorship without having to be evaluated. Um, I do think like what she showed on the phone just by being able to be there, at least even reading a piece of paper like that and and giving and being able to respond and interact like that. It shows that she does not meet the guidelines for conservatorship, even just that phone call. But I do think in order to uh, get out of it, she's going to have to do a an exam, a mental exam. But yes, it's especially upsetting because Brittany has been tortured right. with and this all, and, m- mental health care. And they have her on lithium and all who knows what other fucking drugs like. Yeah. How do At we one point even they did? Yeah. Yes. How do we even know that she is not being incapacitated by the conservatorship itself? Like th- there, there is no benefit to them to have her being as lucid and with it as possible, because that means they might lose their fucking cash cow. Right. Right. Yeah. So it only benefits she's... them to have her look more unhinged and unwell. One of one of the uh, key parts of of Britney's, you know, plea to the judge essentially was that she knows that one of the only ways that she can get out of conservatorship is if and none of the family members object to it. And she's like, but my family will object to it. And she's like, they belong in jail. They're awful people. Yes. They've lived off me forever. Um, well. Miss Jamie Lynn Spears. Yes. Where's she been? Is seeing the wrath of the internet. And I don't know if because she is the closest in age to the younger people who are finding out about this. Um, I still think of Jamie Lynn as a child. Uh, just Me too. Because, you know, is she not? She, oh, no. She's like, uh, she's 30, I think. What? Yeah. And she, her daughter's like, uh, her daughter's 15? like 13. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So she's, she's, uh, she made an Instagram video finally defending herself today. Um, because where Jamie Lynn in terms of the public narrative has sat was that like, she was young, she was in Louisiana. She turned a blind eye. She didn't know. Then yeah, she, I mean, here she had her own issue. She seemed to be the one who was going to like inherit Jamie, the dad, Jamie's role. Right, because he had like Crohn's disease, like something happened to him where he almost died. Colon, his colon. Yes. So, um, Jamie Lynn, uh, Jamie Lynn, I guess, publicly stepped down from that last year. She decided to divorce herself from that, but people consider Jamie Lynn to be like the OG snake in the grass. So, um, she made, made an Instagram video defending herself. Yeah. Let's check it out. My bad, um, guys. Everybody, I just want to take a second to address a few things. Uh, the only reason I haven't before is because I felt like until my sister was able to speak for herself and say what she felt she needed to say publicly, that it wasn't my place and it wasn't the right thing to do. Um, what? Well, okay, right so this is like yeah. YouTuber apology vibes. Totally. Right? Got like the low angle. Yeah, it's it's the apology video. That's why I know something. That's why I know that that something is 
100, 100% wrong. Yes. It's because she would have had a, hey guys, uh, so, you know, as you know, you heard from my sister, like her version yes. of events are honestly like, you know, they are surprising to hear. Like, you know, like you would think that if Brittany had lied in court in any way and not completely stunned all of them. Like this was because they have shit on her for sure. Right. Like yeah. they're going to try and bury her legacy along along the way. Like she's not going to get out of this easy. Like we're going to find out some old dirt. You know, she was basically threatened to the judge. Like, you know, she said to the judge, hey, listen, like they basically told me anything that I say to you like this, this and this is going to get brought yeah. to you. Yeah. I mean, they I mean, think about it. But then when you think about it, in the grand scheme of things, how fucking dumb and how 2006 it is, whatever it is they have that's blackmailing sure. her is shit no. that's like so beyond like totally. it's nothing that would even register on uh, on a 2021 level. But imagine, they, imagine doing that to your child. Right. And it's like Britney baby, like army hammers out here eating people. Yeah. Like I don't oh, yeah, care no. if you You're fucking free. Yeah, I don't care if you like were bulimic and did meth. Like I don't care. Nobody like that cares. doesn't bother yes. me. You it's, know, honey, that's fine. Every every major star, you know, has had their iCloud hacked and a fucking porno released to the internet. Like it's right. like there's there's nothing. There's no, there's just nothing that she could have done that could be this emb that embarrassing enough for her to continue with this hell that she lives in. She has a fucking IUD inside of her uterus that she does not want. Yeah. So, I mean, that's their thing, right? Is they, they, her children, right? They, right. they love to work that emotional relationship there for her because it's and, like if you yes. can and she's missed her ch her children's like yes. entire childhood yes but the thing i want to say about the iud thing that i pointed this out the other day on uh quarantinis and i was like wait save that for trend lately oh, okay. um people like automatically they did the thing where you know you do with britney or anyone else when they misspeak you kind of like naturally correct what they said. So everyone's saying, you know, oh, um, she said she had an IUD. I want to point out, Brittany said she had an ID in her. Oh, yeah. And and I and I and I want to say this to say an IUD is a very like in in my a personal opinion, an incredibly invasive and I would say like um on the more extreme level of <laughs> ways yeah. to practice birth control and the fact that she didn't even know what this thing inside of her is called yeah what she didn't know like everyone knows what an iud is yes yeah like she didn't even know what like this is how like probably not involved in the method of planning her uh, birth control she was that yes. she doesn't even know what the thing is fucking called they just fucking tell her you're going to the fucking doctor today because I say so because I'm your fucking dad and I'm in charge mm -hmm. and you're getting this thing put in you I wonder if she's even allowed to ask questions in a situation like that like if she's yeah. even allowed to like 
you know, if like, you know, yes, they convinced her when she was in Vegas or something like, hey, this is going to be easier for your, you know, to do yeah. your show. It's going to yeah. regulate this for that. Like, Period, I don't yeah. know. Oof. Like, it's just very, it's very upsetting. But you know what they're looking at? They're, they know that KFID, they're look. she's a corporation to them. That's it. She's a corporation. And they know that every month they have a big ass bill that they got to pay KFED. And it's, right. lo- it's a lot. It's like 40 grand a month or something. It's a lot. And they don't want. It's more to, than that. It might be. It probably is more. They don't want to have another one of those bills to pay every fucking month. And the way that they can can make sure that doesn't happen is by getting something put inside of your fucking child that your child doesn't want in there. They're going to do it. That's how disgusting these people are. Also, where's where's Lynn Spears in all this? Jamie and Lynn are divorced. Lynn is, you know, uh, constantly vaguely expressing worry, according to tabloids. You know, Um, I I will say that, like, I feel I've I've never felt 100 percent about Sam, her boyfriend. And I think he's starting to, like, get in get in good shape to, you know, continue to be with her if things should go her way. But. He's I very don't jacked. And I waxed. don't trust him 100% either yeah, and I yeah. kind of feel like she's going to have it's going to be a lot of learning for her. Like this is like probably as close as you can get to uh going into a coma for 13 years while yes. still not being in a coma. And you know you know who's and his name escapes me now. You know who's just waiting for this conservatorship to be lifted is that shady manager that she oh, had. Sam. Sam uh, Ascari or whatever. Ascari. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I mean, listen, that guy, yeah, he's around and he was yeah. in Amanda Bynes's shit too. And yes. she's also a conservatorship, but yes. I will say to just, you know, as we keep going in the free Britney movement, yes, fans are back on their bullshit again. Still, uh, they are now trying to get Jamie Lynn cut out. Of her Netflix show, there's a petition going around trying to get yeah. her cut from. I mean, probably the first job she's had in a very long time. Um, Sweet what? Magnolias. I've never heard of it. Is that like she the, was it, announced as being a series regular on Sweet Magnolias season two? Mm. Uh, I guess. I mean, I'm guessing it's some sort of like pleasant southern. Yes. Are we ever going to get to the bottom of her pregnancy? Uh, you know, I don't know. There's I a feel lot of rumors like about I that. under No, I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, I feel like I anytime I anytime I start to believe the conspiracy theories, I so desperately hope that they're not true. Yeah. Me too. But I just, you know, I just don't know how she was having sex with a random boyfriend in Louisiana we'd yeah, never heard of. Right. Kind of weird. When was the sex happening? I don't know. But listen. When she was on set every day in the weird thing Los is, Angeles. Is that, that girl, Maddie, she's like old enough that she could be listening to this fucking podcast. And that's crazy. Yeah. Like her whole life. Her entire life, her aunt has been in this conservatorship. Yes. 
It's crazy. Like it's it started before she could hold her neck up. You know, I know it's crazy when they're when they're like thirteen years. I'm like, oh, that can't be right. It's been like seven years. But nah. no, it's been thirteen years. Imagine, and Britney's not even forty. I like it's, yeah. She's not even. That's the crazy. Yeah, she's not even forty. She's yeah. not even 40. I mean, not only could she like have another baby, she could have two more. She yeah. has the world's like, you know, best fertility treatments available to sure. her. I mean, it's honestly, it's a shame. Like yes. I, the fact that like he, w- they won't even let her hang out with like, I thought it was like so sweet that like she keeps in touch with like fr- girlfriends that she met in AA and like they won't let yeah. her hang out with her girlfriends that she met in AA who lived down the street from her. Yeah. And it's she, like she can't have an ATM card. Right. She can't have a credit card. Like just the normal shit of life that we take for granted. Going to the store. Hey, I want a fucking Slim Jim from the liquor store. Imagine having to ask permission for that. Right. And they do, Imagine you know, being Britney Spears yes. and like not and asking to stain your cabinets and they won't let you. Yes. Like it's you insane. know you have that money. Right. It's her money. She made yeah. that money. Yeah, I mean, it's um it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I I really do feel like this is one of those things where if she does not see justice there will be riots. There really will because yeah. it's a, it's a human rights issue. I mean, she called it out. She was very smart. I kind of do think yes. that I almost feel like the way that Brittany was like pulled together, the fact if she did that all by herself, yes, I will be blown away because yes. the fact that she hit on like sex trafficking, I don't, I don't think that I, I don't think you could put it past Brittany, but like, I'm even like confused about her access to devices. Like, would she even be able to like well, well, no, she can't. Like those she didn't videos- know she could. She didn't even know until she was on the phone. She wrote that whole thing. She didn't even know until she was on the phone that she could enter a like an appeal. Yeah, it's crazy. She like the the those Instagram videos that she posts. Like the resolution is so shitty. She's not shooting those on an iPhone. I don't know what she probably has. Like a. What were those little cameras called? Like well, before? the other reason why I don't think that those those are well, I don't think those are new videos. I think that all of those videos were filmed like two years ago. Oh, I believe that because Brittany says that she hasn't gotten her her nails or her hair done in a year. What? Yeah, because they told her like she said, you know, to the judge that her mom had been getting spa treatments back in Louisiana during quarantine but that her people told her that there was no way to get her hair or her nails done or anything and she said like even her even her own cleaning lady was like coming to the house with new manicures and Brittany couldn't go she's like my cleaning lady has new nails every week of course you get you you're Britney Spears have the person come to your residence have them tested for COVID have right. them come in and do your hair and leave. Of course they can do it, but it's this, it's torture. It's, it's not only it's, it's the mind fuck of it all is there are people yeah. 1000% less 
culturally significant, less wealthy, less uh, like there's so many people who are are just your average OC housewife probably had someone pop by and do a manicure during COVID. Like it's an expense, but it's not unattainable. You know, it's probably a couple hundred bucks. She's a hundred millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, if but it it's costs so $10,000, she could afford it. Like, who there, cares? Just so sorted. Like, the forensic accountant who will have to probably undo all of this in some sort of lawsuit someday is going to, no one will win more. Samuel Ingham would blush if you saw what the forensic yeah. accountant in the future is going to make from undoing all of this because I know they're hiding her assets. I know. Totally. That they they make it look like she's got a lean 60M yes. profile. And that's yep. just not true. No way. It's just not true. No way. Uh, she's they made it seem like she spent all of that money at, at Charlotte Roos or yep. something. Like it's just not true. I mean, she was buying a lot of houses at the time. Like she definitely was, you know, things weren't going great for her. Now, should she have lost her fucking right to have a credit card? No. Absolutely not. And that said, if she's released, she could go out and make a hundred million dollars next year. Right. Like it's like she's got tremendous earning potential, but she doesn't want to go out and do a Vegas residency if her fucking dad gets all the money. No, I mean, listen, if I was her, I honestly would spend the rest of my life only pursuing things that make me truly happy. Totally. Like, I really do feel like who Britney is, is someone who likes Yankee candles and like fuzzy socks from Walmart and, you know, baking sugar cookies from the plastic, you know, (laughs) dough thing. Like, I mean, she's just very like... She's very quaint and she was robbed of all of that normalcy. And even the times that she's gotten to experience some sort of normalcy, she's been essentially in a prison. So I don't know. I just, I think that no matter what, if she does get out of this thing, she needs a month. Okay. Brittany needs a a fucking, she needs a minute before she's asked to like, you know, how do you want to handle therapy or whatever? She needs to breathe. Yeah. And you should be legally allowed. There should be like some, loophole in the law where we can all um, act as vigilantes to any type of paparazzi that follows the new freed Britney Spears around. Like you could, you can just like go up and you see somebody following her with a camera. You can just go up and kick that guy in the dick with no repercussions. 100%. You can Any shoot citizen them. can. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. I think, yeah, there does need to be like a protection plan in place. That's For why sure. I do think that she does need, you know, she's the first to say that like she is some aspects of the conservatorship. Like she knows she does need, like, I really do feel like she's going to be People are going to come and try and scoop her right up after this. So. Yeah, she's she's like a lottery winner. Like, it's like you told me I should never win the lottery because I'd buy everybody a minivan. Like she's a mark in that way. You're right. But hopefully there's somebody in her fucking life. She's going to be like Tati. Right. That can get her with the right people. Oh, yeah. Tati. That was big. I think I think I don't know if we were the first and we're, we're recalling to last week's episode right now as a digression. Th- that's t- she's in a cult. 
All right. And we were the first people to say it. When she comes out <laughs> as a cult member, Tati. Divinesh. Yes. We no divination. saw it. We saw it first. Uh, you want to wrap up with David Dobrik? Yeah. So, Malls, David Dobrik has returned. He took a brief hiatus, which is what I suggest for anybody embroiled in scandal. There is a way to come back from things and it's to leave for a while and then come back once people have kind of forgotten about it. He didn't go away for that long and he can't, he's returned. I'm, I mean, I know he's doing his vlogs again and it's, it's hard for me to express how much I cringe at that word vlog. Right. I hate it yeah. so much. I hate saying it. I, I mostly hate hearing it, but I also hate saying it. He's doing them again. And, but also part of his, PR relaunch was this long profile in in Rolling Stone. Right. So it's okay. So it's interesting, right? Like yeah. David is not going to have, if David still had his company and he had all those other plates going in the air, right? Sure. Those, it, it, it would be no rush to return to vlogging, but Totally. He has to do it. Like he is already, his videos are not, he has two videos since he's been back. They feel very different. Like whatever magic was ever there is no longer there. There was no longer magic in the house. It felt almost like they were doing bits about how safe they had to be. Everything was so, everything's so, um, it just seemed very like touched, you know. Yes, um, and and that's that's the big that's the big takeaway from this article. Like, if you had to if you had to boil it down to one takeaway from the story, it's that he does not think he did anything wrong. Um. He thinks he did something wrong, but he's like, honestly, now it's like he almost thinks. So this is, I thought this piece was very well written. Yeah, I thought um, it was good. EJ Dixon, shout out girl. Um, yeah. This this piece got a lot of blowback, right? Because people were like, what the fuck? Why are you doing yeah. this puff piece on David Dobrik? But I did think this was a little bit, I'm sure his PR team, you know, had this yes. done. But, like, this was a little bit of a read, I felt. Like, it starts oh, totally. out with he, um, you know, he goes and picks up the reporter and they get in his car and he's driving Natalie's yes. assistance in the back seat. And um, while they're driving, he goes, oh, wait a minute, I got this. And she looks up and she sees this little old lady is standing, oh, waiting across insane. the street. So David jumps insane. out of the car and crosses the woman across the street. And then he gets in the car and he bursts out laughing. He's like, I couldn't keep it together. I hired, you know, that's like a, and that's a bit he's done in his blogs before vlogs before, which is like, you know, here's this really like handsome person helping someone cross the street. Isn't that amazing? Like, LOL. Um, the, and the, the, 
person who is writing this, the reporter says, like, she asked him if this was some sort of way to, like, buy goodwill because he was under so much pressure with everything that had just happened with Jeff. I think that had just broken when they first started to work on this piece together. And he was like, oh, yeah, no, it was just a, you know, it was just a silly bit. It was just, like, meant to make you laugh. Like, he was, like, shocked that she even thought there could be ill intent, ill intention there. And um, so weird. And he goes, we were just trying to do something in silly and and the writer writes, and I laugh partially because it is stupid and silly. And also because I'm in a $150,000 car in the Hollywood Hills with an extremely wealthy and charismatic stranger and his assistant. And I don't want to seem like I can't take a joke, even though I'm not entirely sure what the joke is. What is the joke? And that is absolutely it it is so yeah. so this is like what i imagine it would be like to be around these people yes right They're is so that unfunny is that it all matters on how the joke reads on camera it's not about the actual like value of the experience and so yes. i think that he doesn't realize that like to this reporter what is the joke Yes, totally. Like he doesn't. What do you think he thought the joke was? I don't know. The joke is it supposed to be like meta? Oh, he's so where it's perfect. Like, like he's the joke is that he's making fun of himself for coming up with a help the old lady across the street. Do you know, I think it's like David Dobrik likes to provide people with the David Dobrik experience, which is like things that seem unreal and absurd happening, uh, but not like in an Eric Andre sort of way, like in a Jimmy Fallon type way. So like where this all manifests for David, David is like, what's something that's like absurd that I can do that's unexpected. Yes. yes. But isn't offensive. And is in and is in no way funny or it's just weird. Or like a hey, like what a good like I'm such a good guy. Like not thinking about yes. the bigger picture of like, oh, she's also here because you um sat back and like facilitated your friend in sexually assaulting a girl and yes. also because you nearly right. murdered your friend. Like but look at me, I'm silly. Look how silly I am. Right. Like he's he lost context of it. And I think that that's one thing that they do a good job with a little bit is like how is someone like who like let's look at what David is. I, I think he's very business smart somehow business savvy, but he's yeah. not. He's young. Like, even for his age, very, he, he yeah. feels very immature. Yes. And like, totally. how is someone like that supposed to grasp the complexity of the role that they play in the world? However, I think that he is leaning on a, I truly didn't know. And now I'm so sorry and I'm so ashamed. Um, But now that I do know, like, like, it's almost like the, if, if me saying like playing ignorance is to is like a yes. uh yes a solution yes totally like ha- like i couldn't have known that dom was 
raping that girl because look at me. I'm just a silly little scamp. Because he, well, I think even more heartbreaking, he said, because Dom was his hometown friend. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost like in his mind. Yes. Like back where he's from, no one would be capable of that. That's like LA shit. I didn't think my hometown friend would be capable of sexual assault. But also, like, I don't, I can't let him off the hook because he's also so fucking full of shit. Like, there. I don't think you can let him off the hook at all. Like, I mean, yeah. But I can't, I can't just say, oh, he's just like this really naive bumpkin from uh, Slovakia versus via Illinois. There's two things that really stuck out of me that where he was just so full of shit in the story. One of them was, was he told the reporter he lied. He, uh, he, they go through like the artwork in his house and the artwork is trash. Like it's expensive, but it's all horrible. They describe it all. And one of the things he has is like a blown up picture. I can't remember how they described it of how much money he lost on the it's, yeah, it's the text message of how yes, yeah of how much he yes. lost in the GameStop, GameStop. thing and, and it was had- it was $288,000 and he looks at the reporter and he goes I actually told my audience 80,000 so if you could just not say anything that would be cool you can tell he I can tell he thinks that's a joke because his whole house is like a, a filming Oh, zone. Yeah. So like, so that would have shown up. That would have shown up in his, I hate to say it, vlogs. That, this is where like he actually kind of is smart because that's kind yeah. of a great way for him to like do that reveal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I you guess. You know, this is where, but you know, so I will say that one thing that I noticed about the David in his more recent vlogs versus the David that like came up on YouTube. Right. Yeah. This to me more than ever is like a man with living with a question mark. Yeah. Because there's something with David that I just don't know. And no one knows what it is. It's like the big question about yes. David. Yeah. It's like, what does he like? You know, he doesn't party. He doesn't. So, like, you know, when he hangs out with his friends, it's a lot of, like, you know, him listening. It's a lot of him, you know, it's been said it's a lot of him sulking because he can't think of the next thing he wants to do Blogs, yeah. with work. Yeah. And, like, he's always unsatisfied in that sense. He doesn't date. He makes a big show of how many women are dying to fuck him. Uh, but right. you know, like women throw themselves at him and it's like a bit that it's like, oh, they all get rejected by David. And, you know, listen, I mean, I know that like, I'm, you know, I just feel like he has some sort of like question mark or some sort of trauma or yes. some sort of something. Yes. Cause when I look at someone like him, I just think. Yes. Like. I don't know. It could also be the Leo in him where they always make me scratch my head a little bit, but no, it feels I, I, like he's got some soul searching. He's dealing with something. I definitely see that too. I mean, there is a just like power over him. Like every, like everything I see, he's like overly chipper. Even his apology video 
which was horrible, but it's just like, there's something about him. There's a sadness around him. And that's the, that's the only thing I can take away from this guy is everything I read or see of him. I just feel sad for right. him. He I reminds mean, like at the me, end. Yeah. Yeah. The, at the end, the reporter says something about how, like, you know, David starts to tear up and she has no idea whether or not to believe her tears yes. are genuine. Yes. And I want to say that I think that David Dobrik is a fucking crier. Like, I oh, think yeah. they are genuine. Yeah. Like, about whether I, – I think one thing that's being completely underestimated is uh, this man's level of emotional intelligence. I think he really is. I think he really does have like the mentality of a 16 year old. I, I agree. He's, he reads as being 16, like he's 25 or whatever, but he, you look at him and you're like, Oh, that's a kid. That's a child. But like if you go, so like some of these, you know, Rolling Stone comes out and they took these beautiful photos of him, uh, you know, of his house. But like it's like something has happened. It's almost like it happened yeah. during this time, where like the he's like he's outgrown his boyishness because he's started to look a little bit like more of a man, but he yeah. hasn't outgrown his childishness. He's no, he seems yes, he seems like a little boy. All, but also, he's starting yes. to look like a man, but, so it's weird. Also, it's like. Also, Malls, he's driving in the car and he pauses the music. And what the fuck is he listening to? Billy Joel. Right. He's, yeah, he's what? got some interesting, he's like, he's an interesting what? guy like that. I almost feel like, and I almost feel like he wouldn't. I don't know. He had a weird thing with ABBA too. He's like into very, uh, mm -hmm. he's into cinematic music, but Show it's tunes? just interesting. Like I almost wonder, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. listen, I actually, I wouldn't, I would be happy for David and you and I both spoke about this like yeah. offline a little bit earlier that if David is, you know, he has mentioned that he's by curious Oh, I didn't know that. He did, he had a girlfriend for a long time. Had a girlfriend. She, she she allowed that they had sex two times. Ever. And she also a lot of people all thought that she came out last week when she said happy birthday to her friend, but then she sort of was like, "Oh, I worded that wrong." Uh, so yeah. like people have been having questions about her too, and you know, speculating about someone's sexuality is like not what we're here to do, but what I am here to Absolutely do. Absolutely not. Yeah. Is drive home the thing that you said earlier, which is like, that would be like as, it wouldn't be a cure-all. No. But if David came out, that yes. would demystify so much of the shit around him right now. Yeah. It's kind of like the Logan Paul thing where he nearly gets canceled for his suicide forest thing. And it really seemed like he came out of that a different person, a more mature person, a more introspective totally. person. Yeah. And that was like the first time he ever got real. And I just feel right. like there's something preventing David Dobrik from being real. And if he could just get to that 
he might be more interesting. Cause I just don't, he just can't keep doing the same shit he was doing. I just don't think there's, there's an audience for it now that people have seen behind the curtain. And also my favorite part was that he's at one point they go, uh, Oh, he's playing tennis. Apparently he's a very good tennis player. Yeah. And he's playing tennis, but he gets like kind of competitive and you know, like the, like the facade fades away while he's trying to play tennis and he's like yelling at his partner and he's being kind of a dick, but that wasn't my takeaway. My takeaway was that Jason Nash was there recovering (laughs) from hip surgery. Your boy, your boy. I know he is so fucking old. Like how old, like your hip, you're getting surgery on your hips and you're hanging out with a 25, you're a failed stand-up comedian and you're hanging out with 25 year olds with your fucking fucked up hip. It's, I know I feel bad, dude. Dude. I know. I know. I feel bad. Yes. I have to get back whatever part of me it is that used to be like, ha ha ha, you fucking loser. Yes. Like when I see that, I just look at that and I think, wow, wow. What a life, you know, almost in a way, who am I to judge? You know, hey, I mean, I guess whatever pays the bills, but it's a fucking weird existence for some 48 year old dude. It is to be hanging around with a bunch of 25 year olds. It's fucking weird. You don't want to be, you know, closing in on 50 years old, uh, making a cameo in your canceled 24 year old friends Rolling Stone redemption profile, smoking cigarettes. Looking haggard all the time, like he was having kids. Butts? I think he does. I think I have seen him do that. I don't know. I could be making that up. So he looks like he smokes cigarettes. I'll just say that. He yeah, the, I mean, he, he looks the, like he, has, he He vibes cigarette. He vibes Marlboro Red. Actually, Marlboro Light. He vibes Marlboro Light to me. Totally Marlboro Light. Yeah, or yeah. even Parliament. I could see that. I could see that. Those, but you know what? You would never. He's, he started smoking spirits. before. No, American spirits. He he started oh, smoking yeah. before parliaments were cool because he's so fucking old. He's so right. fucking old that he can only smoke like an OG cigarette brand, either Marlboro, Camel or Winston, because those were the only three fucking cigarettes that existed when his old ass started smoking cigarettes. Right. And he's a mass hole, you know, probably. Oh, I mean, no. I'm thinking we're yeah. going we're, we're going Marb for him. A Marby yeah. light. For yeah, sure. I can see. Yes. Old school. Old school. I know. I know my kin. Um, sure, well, your people. Listen, you guys. This was a fantastic episode. So fun. So much fun. Such a crazy week, you guys. If you're holding AMC, be in touch with me. Hit me up on Twitter. Let oh me know how you're God. fucking doing. I need a friend to I, talk to about this. I've been waiting for my meager. I've been waiting for Bitcoin to go to a million and. It's only going the opposite direction of a million because I have a, I have a meager investment in Bitcoin, but it's going, it's going to be zero. It might go, it might go, it might go back down to like 2017, whatever. But like, I'm, I'm, I do think this, I'll tell you this much, right? Yeah. It will grow back. Um, the hedge funds are absolutely pumping the crypto market and just 
selling any wins. I see it every night. I, I track it every night. You see it okay. the second the bell closes yeah. and then it picks up again. I call it the pizza eaters. Like you yeah. can tell it's like the, the people that they're like, oh, we don't have to care about them. So they just order them some like pizzas and stick yes. them in a back room to flip yes. Bitcoin all night. Yes. And like that's the interns. Yeah. And they just yeah. slowly chip it up and chip it down all night yeah. long. And like if they come out with $35 in the morning, okay, well, that's yeah. half an AMC stock. So, right. Well, let's get AMC to the moon. Let's get Ethereum and Bitcoin back on let's the Let's get tr- Ethereum trending, and Bitcoin. Yes, trending to the moon. up to the moon because this is <laughs> Coinbase is going to kick me off their site soon. I'm so glad you said it, Bri. Yeah. You know, let's get it to the moon. You know, like, like, I think that now that guys, if you didn't know earlier, we're trying to take this shit to the moon. Let's get it back up. Go pump the crypto market um, and come see us on stereo. We'll be if you guys are listening to this, the day came out. We go live on stereo on Tuesdays and Fridays at noon. Um, It's so fun because we get to talk to you guys on there. So get the app and follow us on stereo and listen to our shows every Tuesday and Friday. For sure, for sure. All right, bye. All right, bye. Giving you the stories that you need to see. And you know the single TMZ is the place that you need to be. Trend, trend, trend lightly. Thank you for listening to Trend Lightly, a solid listen podcast. If you like the show, subscribe and leave us a review. You can find segments that didn't make it to air as well as ad-free versions of our episodes on patreon.com slash solid listen. Find us on Twitter and Instagram under trendlightlypod. Send us submissions and feedback at trendlightlypod at gmail.com. And thank you to Why Not Johnsveld and Bradley Sona for our music. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.